All right, this is uh, this is my second attempt at this. Figured I'd try it again just to see. Maybe it's a little bit easier or something. Uh, for those of you who don't know, which should be all of you, obviously, I have a I got a little list here that has different ideas to talk about, different things that I felt a need or a want to talk about just because they were part of my own interests. All right, I got the list here. I'm just looking for fun. Hmm. I'm slowly realizing all these topics don't make much sense to me. So I probably should have wrote them down a little bit better, but I didn't. So... I got shit on here that just says flexible, uh, bracket, pants rip, bracket. I I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to mean, but I'm going with it. Um, sure, let's start with that. Anybody, anybody ever had their pants rip from doing the splits or some shit like that? It's, it really does suck. I, I know I I know what's happening before never doing splits I was never never able to do the splits but I I know that my pants seem to have this weird idea about me that I'm not very flexible and this came back to haunt me when I was over at my uncle's and I was helping him build his deck now when you're building a deck usually you need gravel wood something to keep it stable. So you have the wood deck, obviously, but under the wood deck, you have a couple options. Now, a lot of people put cement colanders or or giant bricks, anyway, into the ground, and they use that as a base because those aren't going to move very easily. Now, my uncle, he had that. But he also had gravel, and the idea behind the gravel was if it was crushed up enough and flattened enough, it would create an incredibly stable flat edge. And he was right. It did do that. But we had to get to the gravel into the backyard in the first place. That's where the trouble began. I was my job to shovel the gravel out of the back of the pickup truck into a wheelbarrow, I would then roll the wheelbarrow into the backyard and dump it for him to start moving stuff along. Now, when I first tried this, I would use a shovel just standing on the ground, and I'd pick up the gravel using the shovel and dump it in the wheelbarrow. That was fucking exhausting. I couldn't do it. Now, maybe I'm just weak, and that's fair, if it is. I'm not exactly the strongest person in the world here. But because of the angle and leverage, it was almost impossible without having some form of brute strength that someone like my uncle would have gained over his years of heavy lifting and doing other such things. This is not his first rodeo when it comes to building, of course. So I came up with the idea of standing inside the truck as I shoveled. And of course, for anyone who shoveled, when you shovel 
downwards instead of across from you, when you shove the shovel into the ground you're standing on, it's a lot easier because you have gravity and your feet to work with. So that was much easier for me, and I decided to go that way. Of course, I had to get up and out of the truck every single time that I made a run back to the backyard. So, finally one time, I'm walking back to the truck. I just dumped my load of gravel into the backyard. want to finish that one there. And I put my leg up to get onto the back where I could pull myself up. Every other time, I noticed my pants would tighten because of the amount of height my leg was clearing at the time. And a for those of you who don't know, the back of a truck on which you step on is about the same height as the average person's waist. So you got to be able to get your foot up to there. Well, apparently... My pants didn't agree with that, more shorts really, and I heard this strange noise. It didn't feel any different, because apparently, even though your pants have ripped, they don't actually change the tension on that area, but I look down, and there's just this giant hole slash rip right on the front of my pants. Right before it gets down to the lower pocket, but right about where the top pocket starts, and it's just this long thing. And I didn't quite notice it as bad as first. I didn't, I didn't think it was that bad. So I hopped into the truck, and I started to shovel. Well, when you're sending a metal shovel into pieces of rock that we like to call gravel, it usually sends a couple flying. Those couple would hit my pants or my shirt. Not a big deal. They'd fall back off. That's all. Well, it is a big deal when you feel cold rocks go into your pants and touch your leg. Because there, it wasn't a rip on one layer. Every layer ripped. And what I soon found out was my pants were actually decently cheap as there really was only one layer. So now I'm standing there with rocks in my pants. And I'm not sure what to do. So I get out of the truck. I go talk to my uncle. I go, hey, I just ripped my pants. What do I do? He goes, go talk to your aunt. I go, okay. So my aunt's inside. And she looks at it and she goes, oh, I can just sew that for you. And I go, oh, okay. Um, should I take my pants off? No, 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 no. I'll just sew them where you're standing. It'll be really easy. I stood there for 10 minutes straight. Well, she sewed. She then told me afterwards, you know what? That really wasn't my best job. If it was, if you weren't wearing them, I probably could have done it better. Oh, well, maybe next time. I'm like, next time? Why didn't I just take my pants off the first time? But it was over, I thought. And I went back outside. I'm like, okay. I brought out some water for me and my uncle. I walk over, pick up the shovel. I just picked up the shovel. That was it. I shouldn't have even really been bending. I, I wasn't even being flexible. I was just bending down to pick up the shovel. Apparently, when she said that it wasn't her best job, she meant it was her worst job because it split right open, right there. And I look over my uncle, and he looks back at me, and he goes, did it split again? I go, yeah. 
yeah, I did. And he's about to send me back inside. And I go, where's your duct tape? So my aunt comes out 10 minutes later. She's brought out some, maybe some lemonade or pizza. I don't know. It was something along those lines where you're supposed to take a break. And she just sees me there with duct tape all around my nice giant rip. And the duct tape isn't even sticking very well. It keeps falling off. So I keep fiddling with it. Like it looks like you'd found these pants in someone's trash can and decided one man's trash is another man's treasure. So I still have those, by the way. They are in my closet right now, laying on the ground somewhere behind boxes, probably because I just moved and there's just a giant rip through them. And now I have to deal with which aunt, I have three on my father's side, which one of them or my grandmother on my father's side wishes to sew it. They were almost fighting over who gets to sew it and who does a better job. I just haven't brought it back up because I didn't want to bring up the shit show. But that's a story for another time. But uh, yeah, no, I I just moved. And speaking of shit shows, wow, that fits in pretty nicely, actually. You know, when you're moving, there's two ways to do it properly. And when I mean that, I don't mean literally how you do it properly, certain way you're supposed to pick stuff up, or maybe a way you're supposed to deal with the the lawyers and different legal shit. No, I'm I'm talking about headspace and mood or attitude when it comes to moving. Now, some people see it like we're starting a new chapter in our lives. This is a happy time. It's exciting. You know, we're we're really we're almost restarting, having another go at it. Yeah, not my family. <laughs> no. I had to deal with a little sister who wanted to pick up everything to show how strong she was. A father who had to control everything. And a mother who had taken a couple odd jobs because she's a pet sitter. She just happened to pick up a couple ones during that time. So either she was off doing that or she was complaining that we weren't getting enough done faster and everybody's stressed. And that's the mental area that you don't want to be in when you're moving. The idea of stress, everything's going wrong. Everything's going to fall apart. You know, you've screwed up this time. Me, personally, I did my best to avoid that. Every once in a while, I would become stressed. But I I tried to remember that, you know, I'm moving to a different part of... I only moved to a different part of the city. But it's not really considered the city. It's more like the outskirts. I'm still going to the same school. 
still got the same friends, but everything's different still. The way you live your life is different when you move, and, and that can be a good way to really look at it. It's It aligns with the same idea that you're starting a new chapter in your life. So, finally settled in. Not too bad. Most of things set up. This is one of the things I actually wanted to do once I'd moved. I wanted to try this, getting getting some ideas out there, just talking. Because sometimes it feels nice to talk and not have to deal with people's judginess, or at least not right in front of you. I'm sure eventually I might get some opinions back at me, but for now, it's just relaxing, talking about what's going on around you. Not enough people do it nowadays, you know? The amount of talking that one should do in their life has had quite the interesting bump in the last last couple hundred years or so. I mean, slowly we've gone to, we've gone from people talking about how they feel or about what, what matters because they didn't really care about what other people thought to some people not knowing how to shut up because the rest of us don't really want to hear what their problems are. And they seem, even though they seem very intent on explaining it to us as though we didn't get it. Then you get those people who have a fear of talking, who never want to say anything. And if you can't find a balance in between that, you're never going to quite live the life you wish you could. Everyone's got a perfect life in mind, and talking too much or talking too little, no matter what, will always be a strain on that. And then, now you've got people who feel the need to say whatever's on their mind, but if somebody says something back to them that they don't agree with, it means the person responding is a criminal. I'm not sure how many of you heard the story of the professor at some university or college or campus somewhere getting into a fight with one of their students, a girl. Now, when I say fight, of course, I don't mean physical. That'd be a whole different concept right there. But he said things that she didn't agree with. He or she, I wasn't sure what the professor's sexual or gender was. So, this professor says some things that the college person doesn't agree with, the girl doesn't agree with, and she feels an entitlement to then call the authorities on him. To say, to call the, to call the police on her professor because... In simpler terms, the professor said something she didn't like. And 
the thought that there are people out there who actually feel like they're allowed to call the cops or I don't know if allowed is the right word there, but they they feel it's okay. It's the right thing to do to call the cops when they no longer feel happy because somebody hurt their feelings. I mean, what's next? Are we going to stop allowing people to speak if what they say doesn't matter? I mean, we're supposed to be proving into we're supposed to be moving into the future here, yet this is an issue of the past when it came to countries that wouldn't allow you to say something, and if you said it, you would be considered a traitor. Think of any dictatorship that used to punish people by death or or even worse. Just because they said something that the dictator didn't agree with. And it's that mentality of, I'm, I'm better than you. You're not allowed to disagree with me. That seems to have taken up quite the large area or large spot in today's community. I mean, there's two ways this could go, if you ask me. One, it continues. It it spirals out of control. Or two, it just dies down. People forget about it. Because it seems like a lot of younger people and when i say younger i don't i don't mean younger as in young adults i mean younger as in high school to middle school individuals have taken up the reins of making fun of these people that it seems as though this this generation of incredibly incredibly upset and useless people that aren't really contributing much other than speaking their mind and crying when someone else speaks theirs, that that, that generation is going to die out once the next group comes in as this Generation is just a laughing stock on the internet at the moment. I mean, you look at you look at random memes or funny posts or anything created by today's youth, not young adults, youth, and none of it is good when aiming towards this generation of, strictly speaking, but hurt people. And it's, it's interesting how quickly the youth took to hating people like this. And it's, it's almost like an extreme 
is going from one side to the other. An extreme of, of people with incredibly soft and sensitive skin versus the people who are hardening their skin because they can see an example of what they consider wrong anywhere they look. And there are a couple other examples of this. There are a lot of jokes on people's sexuality and on all that. When you get people who think that gender is fluid, that being able to change it just comes at will. Now, I, I got my own opinions on all that. I mean, is sim okay, it started with people people having romantic feelings or sexual attractions towards the same gender or sex as themselves. And this can actually be explained by science as technically a mental disorder. Now, when I say mental disorder, I use that very loosely because there is absolutely nothing wrong with these people. It's just that when they were born, the correct hormone that or substance in their body that gives them the feeling of attraction to the opposite sex is either isn't strong enough or isn't there at all. And in that instance, when there isn't anything pushing towards the opposite sex, they then prefer the regular sex, the, the regular gender, the same one that they are normal with as they've lived with it their whole lives. And so that's fine. And it started with this. Then it started with people who decided they liked both men and women. Now, I'm not quite sure how that works. If it's the same idea of you're not producing enough of that substance or hormone, but there is still some there. I don't know what the real scientific study is on that. But even that is understandable in certain doses. But born from that, we find ourselves dealing with people who feel like if feel like the they they're allowed to to swap genders or they're allowed to demand other people to consider them that to think well i was born a guy and i like guys but i don't want to be considered gay so i'm going to make myself a woman i'm going to say that i am now a girl now for those of you who know what the term sex change is it is a procedure that men and women can undergo that turns them from a man or a woman. They, they actually give the, the recipient of the surgery gains the opposite gender's genitalia. They become a male or female based on biological terms. Now, if you're going, if you're getting a sex change, if you're putting all that effort into it, that's fine. If that's what you really want to do, you go for it. I completely respect you for that. But there are some people who want to call themselves the other gender, 
and expect everybody else around them to do the same just because they want to. That they have the ability to just change gender like that. And those people annoy me. Especially if they want to think of themselves as that other gender. That's different. It's your mind. Think whatever you want. Right? Our mind is really the only sacred place we have. But when you attempt to force other individuals and other people to agree with you and consider you that way, even though they don't believe it, and biologically and scientifically, it's not actually true, that begins to get on my nerves. Because you're telling me that you've become offended by the fact that You've become offended by the fact that I'm not calling you what you want me to call you. That I'm supposed to change my perspective and way in uh, my perspective and point of view just because you want me to. And if I don't, you'll get angry at me. And that's bad enough. But then, then it gets worse. You start dealing with people who think it's okay to swap genders whenever they want. Where for one week, they want to be a girl, and all of a sudden they wake up and they decide they want to go back to being a guy. And you know what? They think they're allowed to just say, I'm a guy now. And everyone else has to accept that. And I find that these types of people have this weird connection to the current feminist group. Now, feminist is an entirely other story on how there's apparently a glass roof and and that women are trying to shatter the glass roof and the glass roof is supposed to be this idea that women aren't as good as men or they aren't equal. Now, when the concepts of feminism came out, In the first place, when the concept of feminism came out in the first place, it was about creating equality and saying women are just as good as men. And that makes 100% sense. Women are as good as men. They're equal. They can sometimes do things even better than guys. There's There's no argument there. But feminists nowadays have taken that concept And given it a double standard. Or haven't given it a double standard. I've never been quite sure how to use that. But they believe that men are evil. Women are good. And they don't want equality even though that's what they say. What most large feminist groups nowadays actually want is for women to take control of everything. And for men to be the... The pathetic ones, the the ones who aren't equal, who aren't as good as the women. And a lot of these have taken up the same kind of fight as these, a lot of these feminists have taken up the same sort of fights that others have taken up. That the other, 
the other individuals who think they can just swap genders, and all for this idea that you can fight the man, that you're you're proving something, that you're going to fix the world, but by trying to fix the world, you're trying to change it into something that not everybody wants. The equality and the fairness is just a show. The truth is that you want something and you're hiding behind terms and ideology just to try to get it. One of my favorite jokes I've ever heard was, and I, I do remember hearing a man say this. I don't remember who the man was, but I did not come up with this. I want to make sure that's out there. Somewhere, I, I know I heard a man say a joke where he went to a feminist rally. And in that feminist rally, of course, there were also people based on that whole, if I want to be a girl or a guy, I can be. And you can't stop me. And you have to accept it. And apparently, at this very specific rally, they were talking about the idea of abortions. And they were fighting on it. Now, the man walks up to the group and he says, hi there, my name's, you know, whatever, maybe John or something, and I have an opinion about abortions. And he says his opinion. And the woman looks at him and goes, you can't say that. And he goes, well, what do you mean I can't say that? The woman goes, you're not allowed to say that. You know, you're, he was a man. He was a man. He was not allowed to say that. And so, he left. The women could speak about it, but he couldn't. A couple hours later, he comes back. And he says to them, another opinion. This again, about abortions. Same opinion. And they look at him and they go, you can't say that. And he goes, well, yes, I can. And they go, no, you're a man. You're not allowed to say that. He then responds, I'm not a man. You see, I consider myself a woman. But because I consider myself a woman, and I act, and even though I only have the male genitalia, even though I consider myself a woman, I actually outrank you. I'm more diverse and special than you are, thus you can't speak to me about abortions. And he walks away. And so, by using their own rules against them, he outplays them. And there are instances like this, and jokes like this, and, and that concept that women just, women and, well, I shouldn't say women, that feminists and, you know, LGBTQ and all them seem to just hate that people who don't agree with them could outsmart them. And that's really what keeps everything going, you know? Everything continues to unfold and, and fight itself. And it doesn't appear like any of this is ever going to end. Just because the, the feminists and 
the communities that want to fight for what they believe in, even though what they're actually fighting for is what they don't believe in. They don't actually believe it, but again, it's all a front, right? Because of that, they're never going to stop. And it just keeps going on and on and on. Well, anyway, I've, I've ranted enough for, to, for tonight. My time's up, so... That kind of took a, a much different turn than I was expecting, but... Oh, well, I mean, this was the reason I started anyway, is just so you can talk and get stuff off your chest, right? All right. Well... I'm going to sign off here. Wherever you're listening, if you are, it's day or night. Doesn't really matter. I just hope you enjoy the rest of your time.